Slow down, you crazy child You're so ambitious for a juvenile But then if you're so smart Tell me why are you still so afraid Where's Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. My name is Sarah Garofalo, and today I'm joined by two wonderful guests that have been on the show before. So we're excited to welcome them back and welcome ba- them back to the theater. I'm talking to Rob Stringer and Alex Steve from Celebrating Billy Joel, America's Piano Man, which is coming to the Hanover Theater on June 4th at 7.30 p.m. Welcome to the show, Rob and Alex. Hi, it's good to be here. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm super excited to welcome you back. Like I said, um, you're actually coming almost a year to the day um, from when you were here last year. You were here on June 3rd, and this year you're here on June 4th. So that's super exciting. How did it go last time you were here? Yeah, it's like a Billy Joel Christmas, you see. You come once a year. So, uh, yeah, we had a great show, didn't we, Al? It was a, it was a good night at the Hanover. Beautiful theatre, really cool town. Uh, really looking forward to coming back. Yeah, lovely venue staff, lovely audience. Yeah, awesome. Um, we were talking a little bit before the interview here, and you've got a good memory. You you remembered everyone that you saw last year, so. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. But so your next tour starts in May, is that right? Yeah, we've got three That's weeks right, of shows, yeah. mainly in the Northeast. And um, this year we're focusing more on the piano, uh, piano Man album because it's um, the 50th anniversary. Oh, that's super exciting. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the set list. And, you know, if if people happen to come to the show last year, um, can they expect any differences in the set list this year or yeah. in the show in general? Sure. What, what we we tried to do is to strike a balance between playing all of the the huge hits that people would expect to see but yeah we're, we're conscious that we'll be coming back to play for some people that saw the show last year as Rob says um, we're going to focus this year's show on celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Piano Man album which was one of Billy Joel's early albums obviously it spawned the huge hit Piano Man which interesting wasn't a a huge, huge hit in 1973 when it came out, but was more of a radio sleeper hit. And obviously it's the ubiquitous record that everybody knows today. Um, But there's, there's a bunch of other really great material on that album that we're going to, we're going to explore. As I say, as well as playing a load of the, a load of the big hits that you'd expect to hear. Very cool. Um, And so I, I'd be remiss not to follow up on this question that Ashley asked you last year um, when you guys were on behind the scenes, but she asked you what your favorite song was um, to perform and your favorite song to listen to your favorite Billy Joel song. And Mm. you guys said that your answers change all the time. So I'd love to see if it's changed since last year. Oh God. I don't know what we said last time. (laughs) If you got our answers from the, the previous question. Yeah, I can pull it up while you're while you're. Uh, your go on, you Al, you go first. Oh wow, this is cool. This is like Billy Joel, Mister and Mrs., isn't it? Except with yourself. <laughs> it's a peculiar concept. Um, okay, so oh blimey, I can't remember what I said, but I would say that my favorite song to play at the moment, um, we, oh, 
We've been opening the show with Miami 2017, uh, seeing the lights go down on Broadway. And you know what? I think just because I associate that now with the start of the show, it's really exciting. Um, So I think that that still is my favourite to play. I don't know that that would have been my answer last time. Um, And I think that I would have to say my favourite to listen to uh would be i'm greedy so i'll say scenes from an italian restaurant because you get three songs in one <laughs> uh, that's good good answer mine mine to play uh and it wouldn't have been this before we did it last year but angry young man is really really fun to play um in fact is and it you fun play it, it, it so well it, it, i mean it's actually hard to play but i don't know it, it's technically difficult but i guess rewarding and then to listen to uh probably and so it goes i still love that so much (laughs) okay now this is interesting so i just pulled up your interview from last year alex uh your answer for your favorite song to play last year was scenes from an italian restaurant and you did say that it was it was a cheat because it was three songs in one so there you go (laughs) i'm i'm very consistent (laughs) (laughs) and uh Rob, you said the same thing. You said that um, you like to play scenes from an Italian restaurant, um, but you said your favorite song to listen to was She's Always a Woman, but you also said And So It Goes. The thing is, since I said She's Always a Woman to listen to, I must have played it like a hundred times, so slightly less favorite (laughs) to listen to, having sort of played and listened to it too many times but I still absolutely love it yeah it's an absolutely brilliant song well when you're back here again for a third time we'll we'll circle around to the question again (laughs) (laughs) but um so my next question is have you guys met Billy Joel yet no Uh, unfortunately we have not had the opportunity we've we've sort of uh this sounds sounds like a sad story. We've we've sort of tried to reach out because we were conscious when we wanted to start doing this that we wanted to make sure that we were uh, enter into entering into a, doing a tribute to to an artist in in the right way. So we wanted to inquire as to whether it, you know even the concept of tribute acts was was it something he was was cool with. And so we've uh, we we sort of tried to reach out and try to make his people aware of the fact that we're with doing this seems, yeah they, they, seems they were nice seems, it seems they were really cool they're really cool they were nice about us yeah but we haven't spoken to him no i mean i, I mean i think it would be great to meet him it would be amazing so we, we need to try and engineer that somehow have uh, you yeah. got an in sarah <laughs> i mean i wish but if if he reaches out we'll save him a front row seat here at the hannah oh here. bless you <laughs> um but so i want to talk a little bit about you two individually um and how you got your start in performing and music do you remember you know the first instrument you learned the first song you learned uh do you want to go first alex yeah sure um i don't know about first song but i picked up the guitar first um but i think i I really like the idea of singing and playing so um eventually at some point that that translated to playing the piano kind of for the same reason really to 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 sing and play i've always been fascinated by i think oh yeah i think one of my favorite artists obviously like billy joel I've always been people that that play and sing so yeah yeah true yeah same i mean i i was actually sarah i i actually performed in worcester massachusetts when i was 
nine years old, I think. Um, I performed at the church that's just up the road from the venue with my cathedral choir because I was a chorister. Wow. So that's an interesting little, um, little um, bit of information. And uh, yeah, I, I started on piano when I was about six and I used to play a lot of, um, bizarrely, I got really into kind of like old old time sort of ragtime like Scott Joplin and uh uh yeah kind of like jazz stuff really which I don't I still can't really understand why I liked it but I just did so that was my my first thing interesting um so who do you consider your inspirations besides Billy Joel obviously um my inspirations musically would be probably the Beatles is the top top of the top of the heap um and then just different piano players like Ray Charles and Oscar Peterson and Billy Joel, um, just loads. I mean, even if you don't like something, sometimes that kind of inspires you in a, in a sense because you you just learn from anything. You're like a sponge and you just listen and learn from, from everything, really. So what about you, Al? Yeah, I guess everything comes back to the Beatles, doesn't it? In, in Certainly yeah. in, in pop music. Um, and the part of the world that we're from, uh, Rob and I both live uh, – near Liverpool in, in the UK. So it's kind of, um, it's obviously it's a big part of the culture everywhere, the Beatles, but um, certainly where we're from. But um, I, I, for me, as for me, weirdly, as someone from the UK um, who grew up in the 90s, um, a lot of my favourite artists are sort of American 70s singer-songwriters. So uh, James Taylor, obviously Billy Joel, Springsteen, um, the Eagles, these these kind of people i don't know why just uh those that yeah american singer songwriters carol king for some reason just really yeah. speaks to me i think i think those people that were all inspired by the beatles and soul music and then sort of the way that that genesis happened into the 70s it's just my favorite music yeah very cool um Funny enough, you guys are coming just a few days after um, Rain, a Beatles tribute. So, you know, your your Billy Joel tribute is coming right right after the Beatles tribute, which I think is very exciting. That's oh, meant cool. to be great, that Rain show. I was going like to say, I've that. never seen it. But they, uh, yeah, it's meant to be amazing. Oh, they were fantastic. Um, they were just great. So, you know, you've got a lot to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't be wearing any Sergeant Pepper costumes or anything. It'll just be uh, plain old tweed jackets and and seventy sneakers for Arthur. Yeah, you don't have any uh, any of those rooftop concert the the big John Lennon jacket, right? Uh, no mop tops or anything like that. No. <laughs> but I actually do like your set a lot. You've got that nice city backdrop behind you, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. It's got like a nice pink pink purple hue to it i just think it's gorgeous i i like your pictures a lot so oh thanks yeah it's well, a nice yeah nice vibe. The, really it's all about the music our show is like let the songs do the talking because they're so powerful and strong and people come along and want to sing along to the music and enjoy it but yeah there's some nice little production bits so um some nice video and um, some nice lights and stuff like that so absolutely so i do have one sort of random question but Alex would you mind talking about your podcast everyone's an expert oh sure wow you, you've that's it's quite a niche podcast podcast Sarah so um <laughs> you've you've really done your research there yeah um I uh 
I, I have I have a podcast, and what I try to do is speak to interesting people in music or interesting people about music. So um, it sort of started when I was doing quite a lot of education online during uh, COVID and was doing quite a lot of, was hosting quite a lot of seminars. I just really enjoyed the process of interviewing people and, and speaking to them um, about what they do. And there's so many different and interesting people you come across in the world of music, in the world of theatre and performance. So particularly, I just wanted to speak to people that that maybe a, a listenership uh, wouldn't have considered what they do for a job. So I've spoken to some people who are journalists about their favourite music and how they see music. And I've also spoken to, for instance, some uh, tour manager. I spoke recently to John, who was the sax player in the 1975. Really interesting range of people. I really enjoy doing it. And you interviewed Graham from Tennessee, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, uh, I haven't actually put that one out yet, um, but yeah, I, I, thanks for the reminder, Rob. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to uh, to speak to to Graham, who's one of the kind of yeah great UK songwriters ever, really. Very cool. Well, if you ever wanna, you know, if, if you ever wanna interview someone that's coming through to the Hanover Theatre, just hit my line. I I can help you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I would love to do that. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem. Um, and you guys talked a little bit when you were on the show last time about starting the band during COVID. So what has it been like, you know, trying to get your start during a pandemic? Uh, it's a very odd experience for everyone, wasn't it, really? And in so many different ways. So while it was hard at the time, it was kind of rewarding. I mean, I remember being on stage actually last year. We did some summer shows in um, California and we were playing at this mountain winery. And it just sort of hit me that we'd managed to go through this pretty laborious task of putting this thing together against all the odds. And just to be there and, and it to be actually happening was kind of very gratifying. And I remember feeling really kind of like satisfied with the fact that we'd made it happen and that it had become a thing, even though um, the challenges were, were 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 multiple, weren't they, Al? Yeah, yeah, the, considerable. Um, and it, it's funny, actually, because, you know, we, we were here last year, but that was really in the first couple of months, really, of things being back open and happening again. I feel like the, the, the shadow of it was still sort of still sort of there this time last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty um, large, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, it's 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 great to to feel um, uh, like that's hopefully behind us. You know, touch. I'm, I'm touching wood right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's great to be. A, I would, one thing that's for certain is that not that I feel like I did, but you don't take it for granted now. Playing in a room full of people and and playing music for people as as trite as that sounds, you know, that period of time that we all had where we couldn't go and do that. Um, getting together and, and listening to some some favourite songs and being fortunate enough to play songs for people that have loved them for a long time is a real privilege and it underlines that really. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the show last year was absolutely phenomenal. So I can't wait for you guys to come back. And I would say the fact that you two have been here um, twice in the past year is is a sure sign of success. So don't be hard on yourselves. It's hard out here, but you guys are doing great. So, oh, thank you. But yeah, I mean, we, we absolutely love coming to tour in the USA, and um, the song, the the music's just so fun to play. So we're really very excited about returning and uh, 
getting back on stage and playing these songs again. So it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing evening. Um, once again, that is on June 4th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at just $19, so you can grab those at thehanovertheater.org. Do you guys have any parting words before we wrap up? Just that we'd uh, we'd love to see you, and uh, yeah, we're really excited to come come back to the Hanover. We um we don't take any credit for any of this, you know. We realise it's not our music, and we're we're just we're like the audience. We're just glad to be there and to enjoy um, hearing the the songs and to perform them, and, and and everyone to be there together to enjoy the music of Billy Joel. So uh, we look forward to it next month. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you both. And thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks, Sarah. All right, everyone else, I'll be back with more on Behind the Scenes. Slow down, you're doing fine. You can't be everything you want to be before your time. Though it's so romantic on borderline tonight, tonight. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. This is Ashley, and I'm here with Sarah Garofalo. Hello, everyone. Hey. And today we're going to talk about the silent film double feature that's coming up on May 14th, which happens to be Mother's Day. I am so excited. It actually happened last year on Mother's Day as well, and I attended. It was absolutely incredible, so I am very much looking forward to it again this year. Maybe it should just be a series, Movies with Mom. Oh, that's so cute. And I, I did happen to see a lot of people bringing their mom last year. So Aww. bring your mom again this year. Make it a tradition. Yeah, make it a make it a trip to our historic theater. Um, you know, this this uh, silent film series or silent film double feature is going to be Charlie Chaplin um, silent films. So we'll be screening The Immigrant and The Kid. Super exciting. I love that we're doing a little Charlie Chaplin tribute so soon after his birthday also. I know. Um, and, you know, when we were kind of working on the social media stuff for um, this show, I did a little bit of research. I think there were really cool tidbits um, about both of these films. I mean, with The Kid, um, it was Charlie's first feature film as a, a director. And uh, his co-star that plays the kid, <laughs> um, played by Jackie Coogan, um, it, Jackie Coogan has a very interesting background. Uh, basically, there was a law that was passed in his name um, that kind of ensures the financial well-being of like child actors. So basically, like their parents can't spend all of their earnings before they come of age and are ready to, you know, build their adult life. Um, so there is that law that requires employers to set aside 15% of the gross earnings into a special trust. Um, and that's, that's because of this kid. Um, and you know, his, his child acting after he, you know, came of age and started doing more um, more work after his bill was passed and all of that was settled. He ended up being um, Uncle Fester in the Adams Family show, which I think is really funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like in this movie, we're seeing baby Uncle Fester. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. 
Um, I think it's crazy that that law came to be because of that kid. Because I mean, this movie is <laughs> this movie is just a little over a hundred years old, and um, you know, nowadays you see kids in virtually almost every movie. Um, so to know that these kind of laws came about a hundred years ago is that's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. And I, I think it's sad that he had to go through what he went through for that to happen. But I think, you know, as, as time goes on, obviously we're, we're, we're learning and growing and changing constantly. And I think that now, um, we're, we're way more invested in protecting child actors. Um, so shout out Jackie Coogan. Totally. And I think that just makes the movie that much more interesting to know that, there's so much history behind it. And obviously Charlie Chaplin is such an icon. Like who doesn't love watching a good old Charlie Chaplin film? Yeah. And I guess that the two like remained friends after this, like uh, Charlie and Jackie bonded throughout the filming of the kid. So um, later on, like they still kind of like kept in touch from what I was reading. So I think that's, that's very, very cool. That's so sweet. Right. Uh, and then, you know, obviously we have to talk about his other film that is going to be, um, a part of this double feature, um, which is The Immigrant, which was released in 1917. And, uh, that one is, is kind of very interesting to me when I was reading the bio. I haven't seen this one. Um, when I was reading the, the info, this very, this very much seems like, um, more, heart like more touching moments might be in that one um then in the kid the kid seems like it maybe leans more on that slapstick comedy um but this one he, he's trying to help this struggling single mother um and her daughter and he shares some of the some of the you know little funds that he has and um that grows into kind of a friendship which you know who doesn't love a sweet little story like that you know yeah, that's great. And I mean, what a way to spend Mother's Day. Um, two very versatile films to see Charlie Chaplin's, you know, um, range. And you see his funny side, you see his sweet side. And to see his, um, you said it was his uh, director debut, right? Yeah. And I, uh, when I was reading like old reviews of this movie, like from when it came out, I think one of the lines that I had read was like, See, see the movie and tears of laughter and heartfelt something um, will meet on the same cheek. And oh I, I was like, oh, oh, the that review got me. <laughs> that is so sweet. I love it. I'm so excited. And, you know, to see a movie accompanied by our mighty Wurlitzer organ is such a treat. Listening to that organ, especially played by Clark Wilson, is absolutely phenomenal a once in a lifetime opportunity well not really because you know you can come see the the organ anytime you'd like here at the theater but it's just absolutely incredible an amazing experience i'd say well it's cool to see it's cool to see these films in a historic theater with this like incredible um instrument and uh you know you and i were at the mighty Wurlitzer concert a few days ago and I think it was really interesting. You know, part of the concert is they go through the history of the organ and how it came to be, how it's here in our building and how it works. Um, so, you know, an event like that is, you know, you come for the music, I think, first. But then when you realize 
that there's all of this really rich history, it kind of really sticks with you. Um, so I think that was that was a really like a nice like refreshing kind of reminder of the the piece of history that we have in our building. Yeah, that's so true. And like you said, the music is not only phenomenal, but as I was sitting there listening to uh, Dr. Jonathan Cleefield talk about the organ, um, I was just mind blown at how knowledgeable everyone that works on this organ is um, and how how talented the players are. And there's there's just so much work that goes into not only building it and assembling it and maintaining it, but playing it. And, um, you know, you might get a little distracted while you're watching the movie because how talented these players are is just I was watching their legs moving back and forth. And, you know, you need all four limbs to play that instrument. I swear. I know. I was watching him and I was like, it's like the pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time. <laughs> it's like step on all these all these keys on the <laughs> like on the floor and then also be playing everything up in the organ. It's crazy. Um, but it's so cool. Um, and I, you know, they threw so many fun facts at us, but it has something like 2,490 pipes, um, just in this one piece of machinery, really. Um, it's, it's just a marvel. Yeah, totally. And, um, it actually took over 10,000 hours to rebuild, um, by our good old friend, Don Phipps. Um, so, I just feel so lucky that I get to hear the music come from this absolutely incredible instrument. And I feel so lucky that um, it, it's here in our theater. And it would it would be a terrible, terrible loss to not come and hear this yourself. It's just you, you tend to feel very cultured when you're listening to the Mighty Wurlitzer organ. Very true. Look at us. We're a couple of fun fact Freddies over here today. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like I said, last year I went to the uh, the silent film double feature on Mother's Day and I absolutely loved it, um, especially since the Hanover Theater used to be a movie theater. So that's a fun little, you know, trivia fact there too. It's like we're, we're going back in time, not only with the movies we're watching and the the instrument we're listening to, but, you know, sort of stepping back into our own roots and playing a little movie like the old days. I mean, I would also like to add, like, what is a movie without popcorn? And uh, one thing about our theater that we get messages about <laughs> actually pretty often is the Impop Nido popcorn that we sell at concessions. People go crazy for it. That stuff is too delicious. Like, I can't even lie the the caramel popcorn so good the um the butter popcorn delicious and um yeah like you said someone messaged us one time and they said I came to see the Nutcracker a few weeks ago and me and my daughter have been thinking about that popcorn ever since <laughs> and I was like I feel that in my soul mm -hmm. it's yeah. just too good yeah shout out to our concessions team for sourcing that magnificent um popcorn and it's locally made yeah um and you know that we we gave them a shout out on our social once and they were so nice mm -hmm. yeah it was a national popcorn day right yeah oh. yes yeah we love those guys and um so yeah go go grab some popcorn pop a squat um and i i <laughs> i believe you can sit anywhere isn't that right yeah, I, I think I think you're right there. Um, and there, you know, 
I was I was sitting up in the in the boxes for the um the Wurlitzer concert just because I wanted to see um a, a nice upper view of everything that was going on on the Wurlitzer organ. Um, but there are some there are going to be some really great spaces just in the orchestra alone to be able to see this film um, and really get the full impact. Totally. So. I would say definitely don't miss your chance to come see the Charlie Chaplin silent film double feature on Sunday, May 14th at 2 p.m. It's going to be an amazing, amazing event. Yeah. And I mean, these silent films are kind of revered as one of the greatest, some of the greatest films um, from the silent era. So I, I really would encourage you to snap up those tickets ASAP and tickets are just $20. Um, and there's a $5 ticket discount available for subscribers, students, and groups of 10 or more. So um, there are really great opportunities here to like grab your neighbors, grab your besties, and uh, come make a, a nice day of it. Yeah, bring your mom. Yeah, bring your mom. Bring <laughs> your mom. Bring your mom's mom. Exactly. Bring your grandma. I bet grandma would love this. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Thank you, Ashley, for joining me today. Well, I guess I was joining you, but we were joining each other. <laughs> Just like you'll be joining each other at the silent film. Hey <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week on Behind the Scenes. Bye.